Welcome. This is Prophet Carlos, and you're listening to Torchbearer Podcast, where you will hear prophetic messages, prophecies, and teachings. And I pray and declare that you, too, will be a torchbearer and on fire for Christ. Again, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I just want to, again, just share with you that we're going to be talking about prayer. I put into the, the, the subtitle, I put fire. Okay. I put fire. The reason why I put fire is because we're going to be talking about prayer. All right. So prayer, 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 prayer. Uh, this is going to be the heart of what I'm talking about. All right. So one thing that I want to say is that, you know, last year, I remember the Lord was talking about releasing, you know, towards the end of last year, I remember the Lord kind of sharing with me about, you know, releasing fresh fire. And it's interesting that now in the beginning of this year, the Lord is talking about, you know, really just raising, raising an altar of prayer. We are basically being in a place of prayer, being in a place of being able to be spending time with God in prayer, the power of prayer, the, 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 the power of prayer and what prayer does for you as a believer and what does it do in your own life and what does it do to, to what's going on around you as well? Because prayer, prayer works. Okay. Prayer is what brings change and transformation. You know, not, you know, all throughout scripture, you hear people always praying. They're always praying. They're always asking the Lord. They're always coming before the Lord. They're always coming before the Lord in prayer. And oftentimes it may come in a, in a form of communication. It may come in a form of them going to, you know, the rabbis or going, you know, going to uh, the man of God and beginning to have a conversation with them. And the Lord begins to respond back to them. And so what it really is, is about you being able to first learn that it's about you engaging with the Lord. You know, prayer is really focusing on you engaging with the Lord. So I want to encourage you. I don't know if anybody's actually on right now. Okay. Just seeing, I didn't even check the chats real quick, but yeah, so this is about you kind of engaging in prayer and knowing what it means to just be in conversation with the Lord. You know, I just did a teaching not so long ago about prophetic intercession. And so like really teaching the different different areas of prayer. You know, you have your own personal prayer where you spend time with the Lord. And I'll talk about this a little bit. And then you have the prayer that actually goes beyond that. It goes, it's a, it's a combination of your personal prayer, as well as a time of interceding in behalf of a city or a region or a people or a people group or a community. And this is where it begins to kind of shift things in our environment, not just in our home. And oftentimes we're often in a place where we begin to spend most of our time uh, praying in our own, in our own quality time, meaning that sometimes we just pray for ourselves. Sometimes we just spend time praying just like, Lord, help me make better choices. Help me, you know, uh, um, uh, be wise in my decisions, you know, and these are good places to, you know, be in prayer. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's a, that's an area of prayer. That's an, that's a, that's one space of prayer that you can engage with the Lord in, you know, and this will include like praying for your, praying for your kids and praying for your household and praying for your job. You know, all these things begin to expand. If you notice, it's like a perimeter. It keeps on expanding and expanding and expanding. The perimeter gets bigger and bigger. So what I want to encourage you is that begin to start, you know, fill, fill the, 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 uh, uh, the importance of not only just praying, Lord, Father, help me make better decisions. Lord, Father, help me understand what it is you're saying. Lord, Father, help me become a better person and have your character. These are good prayers. I want you to pray that. But what I'm going to say is let's begin to step beyond that and saying, Lord, Father, what do I have to do for, for my prayer life to increase? 
What is it that I have to do so that I can hear your voice more clearly? What do I do? What do I have to engage in in order for in order for there to be significant change in our lives, Father? You know, it, there's a scripture that that says, and I'm, I don't have it up right now, but the scripture that says, you know, those who will humble themselves and seek my face, right? That He will heal them and He will heal their land. So there is there is something about being in a place of humility, being in a place where you have to first humble yourself, which gives you the capacity to do the prayer that you're that you're seeking to do, right? You have to first humble yourself before the Lord and 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 be at a place of just acknowledging that God is in control of all things, but also being in a place where you get to um and get to kind of come before the Lord because it's really about coming before the Lord. First and foremost, it's about coming before the Lord. And as you come before the Lord, knowing that you're requiring his assistance in your life, then you begin to then you begin to pray in behalf of everything else. And then in that process, God begins to start restoring stuff. He starts restoring you. He starts restoring people around you. And he starts restoring places that you're in. And remember, when he blesses you, remember his blessing to, to you is actually a blessing that also expands to others. It's just always going to be about multiplication for the Lord because uh, that he's always about more than one thing. So so what's also beautiful about that is that, you know, as he is as he is multiplying uh, your life, you know, this is why it says that people who are rich will give will give really pretty much to the poor, right? Or will give who actually give generously to others uh, because what they have is really for other people. And so, so in a sense, is it doesn't matter what level you're at. What God has given you is He's given you to also expand that onto others. So, what am I saying to all that? Where is this all going? Well, it's going into prayer. As you begin to pray, as you begin to be in this place of prayer and seeing the evidence of God operating in your life, it begins to expand and people begin to see the light of God that is in you. People begin to see not only the fact that you you say that you are a believer in Christ, not only not only know that you are a, a child of God. Uh, hopefully I hear, I didn't even see if the, the volume is even on. Okay. Not only know that you are a child of God, but just actually know, actually I was just checking it out. Give me a second. Okay. Give me a second. All right. Yep. I, I see it. Good, good, good. Hear me? Okay, good, good, good. Okay, so I switched up the mic real quick. All right. So like, as I was saying, like, not only, not only what, you know, is this a place where, where God wants you to begin to um, um, step into because it's about expansion that as you begin to pray and spend time with the Lord, what ends up happening is that 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 there is a that the, the light of God in you begins to to shine. Right. So this light and the light that you carry begins to shine much more. Now, there's different levels of this. So what I want to let you know is that, you know, there's one thing to being a believer in Christ and giving your life to the Lord. You know, and that is where God begins to quicken you and waken you up. But then there's this area where you begin to be devoted unto the Lord and seeking after his face and knowing his ways. And what that ends up doing is it ends up beginning to transform your life. Within now you become, uh, people begin to see this transformation that is occurring in your life. And this is what God, what God likes to have his people see uh, or people that are not even in the kingdom yet who kind of see something unique about you because it's really the light of God beginning to shine through your life. So what I want to encourage you is that this time of prayer is being being able to kind of be in this place of devotion and understanding how God wants to cause you to shine, how God wants to cause your life to be filled with blessing, how God wants to have you as a person of faith and a believer in who he is to have a life of abundance. And so this all occurs through your prayer life. This all occurs through 
that first we we humble ourselves and we seek his face and we seek after him and we draw close to him. And as we draw close to him, he draws close to us. And as he draws close to us, he begins to restore us and build us and, 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 and fill us. And this is the capacity that begins to expand. So the more that he fills us, the more that we begin to be filled. And as we begin to be filled, we begin to overflow. And as we begin to overflow, we begin to bless other people around us, not even intentionally, but people become become blessed or people become uh, encouraged or people end up getting uh, um, 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 receiving, receiving from the Lord without even you trying, not because you shouldn't, I think you should, but the idea that there is such an overflow in your life that others become blessed by it. So what I want to also share is that this this fire that we, we are talking about, and this is where I, I, I like to use, you know, uh, um, uh, the story of the the ten virgins and and how there was five that they you know carried extra flask and the other five who did not and then in Matthew twenty five eight uh, nine says uh, the the foolish said to the prudent give us some of your oil for the lamp for the lamps are going out but the prudent uh, answered no there will not be enough for us and and you too go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourself so one of these things are is that i want to just share that you know oil oil which we consider the anointing right we say anointing oil is what goes into the lantern and that is what keeps the fire burning but this fire is in a lantern right so it's a light it is a light that we carry so one thing that we have to understand is that if you want to be a light right if you want to be a light there's two things that occurs here one we hear that they can ask for they can ask for the oil they can ask the other people for oil and then also you can also go to there's there's a process you have to go through to get oil so what does this really mean well there's two things that happens one you could be around people who have the anointing which causes you to carry an, an oil that's called impartation that that you can receive oil through impartation with it will keep your light burning okay but it's always going to require you to always ask for more because you're actually being you're you're receiving that oil from other people you know and this is where it says work out your own salvation because there's there's times where you can carry that light you can have enough oil to have enough light which a light again a lantern is like turning on the light you're able to see where you are a lantern is something that you can kind of it helps you perceive what is around you or right in front of you it gives you gives you a form of direction but also this 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 uh, anointing oil that is that's there also can be something that you can you have to actually <laughs> let's just say it this way you can purchase but what I what I mean by purchase not like you can actually pay for it but there's a cost to getting it there's a cost that you there's a there's a price that you have to pay to get that anointing there's a process that you have to go through to get that anointing oil for yourself to be able to be able to be, have a place where you yourself are able to have your own flasks of oil on top of being able to be around others who have uh, uh, oil with them as well. So what am I? What do I mean by that? Well, one that keeps the light burning in your own life, where you're not always 
in need of being around others who have the anointing so that you can be carrying the light of God in you. And how does this, how does this, uh, like, what is this really? Is this like this, this, this fire, this oil all really comes from a place of being in devotion with the Lord. Okay. So ultimately this is about reading the word of God. This is about praying. But what I'm saying is that this is, this comes through relationship. This comes from relationship. You have to be in relationship with somebody who carries an anointing, right? Who has the anointing and that you can, you can, you can receive impartation where that fire continues to still burn with you now the fire may not be high the fire may not be it may be dim if it's dim that means you're getting low right you're going low so that's why we constantly have to return and come to the lord to grow in our relationship with him constantly come before him as we call ourselves say that we get we get fed we, we feed the fire right we feed the fire with the with the oil with the oil of god that he gives us now i'm going to move on from there and just say that also we can't forget we can't forget that this means this. Uh, this is about the trans. Okay, I, I talked about the, the exchange. So there's an exchange, right? So you have to kind of go through this process of exchanging. So pretty much here in the scripture, it gives a clear a glimpse. It gives a clear glimpse um, that you that there is a that there's a need of being around other people as well as you know being able to kind of go through the process yourself and and go through and and pay the price for you to carry the light for yourself to kind of keep the light burning in yourself now in psalms 119 104 to 105 it says from your precepts i under i get understanding therefore i hate every false way your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path so this type of flame like as i was saying this type of flame is a light given giving to us as a direction and and that comes from reading of the word and also comes from meditating on the word again uh it says in psalms 119 from your precepts i get understanding so that requires you to really begin to start reading the word and studying the word and begin to understand what god is actually saying receive the understanding of the lord receive god god's perspective on matters of life so that you may know the ways because then it says after that therefore i hate every false way well every false way gives you no direction so it's really the word of god that gives you direction which is the lamp so now we have the lamp we have the oil and we have the flame so now we're carrying the light which again however you know i also believe that this is where prayer really begins where we're in that place of prayer so in prayer, we get all these elements, and this is where we have our personal relationship with the Lord. So now I'm carrying the light. I'm carrying, I'm carrying, as some will call it a torch, right? They'll carry the lamp. They'll carry the lamp so that they have direction for their lives. This is how you receive direction for your life. You have to go through the process of reading his word and finding his precepts to get the understanding. So therefore you're not walking in, in, in false ways. And that you have to remember this says your word is a lamp unto my feet. So his word gives us direction, gives us light, what's, what shines the path in which God wants us to move into. So I encourage you, read your word and pray. And it causes you to now carry this light that gives you direction and clarification on your personal walk with God. But here's the other piece that, that I want to encourage you in is that now I would, um, you know, I just want to just let you know that there's a different type of burning that happens here. There's a different type of uh, uh, a fire that, that that is also in addition to that, um, a different type of fire. Oh, I see the Mika's here. How you doing, Mika? It's good to see you. I see Shannon. Uh, how you doing? It's good to see you. Good afternoon. 
Um, and so there's a different fire that we get, um, not only from reading of the scripture and being in this place of getting a light to shine our path, but there's another fire that, that ends up happening. And this comes from a Leviticus 1, 7. It says, the sons of Aaron, the priest shall put fire on the altar and lay the wood in order on the fire. And I'm going to go into Leviticus 6, 12, 13. It says, and the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. So the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. See that burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order on it. And he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offering. A fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. So we should never allow the fire, the fire on the altar to ever go out. So now we have fire that's basically our personal life, giving us direction, giving us clarity as we're walking along the way. We know the way in which we're supposed to walk because of the word of God, because of our, our, our spending time with the Lord, gaining understanding and being in this place of prayer that all encompasses us having direction. But then there's another fire that's saying that we need to keep a fire burning. And what kind of fire? is this that we're talking about well this fire ultimately had to deal with the atonement and the, the the you know just different types of offerings that that atoned different types of things if you read the, you know in uh, leviticus and some of the you know some of the the the, um, the laws you kind of understand why these different things were there and they they kind of appeased for different types of stuff so I'm not going to go into that, but just to kind of give you an understanding, there was an altar, but ultimately every year there was an altar that uh, that that uh, that we that they burned a sacrifice for the for the sins, right? For the sins of the people for the year, and so. And so what you what you find here is that that fire always had to, the fire always had to be burning because they're always had to be ready to burn and to, to do sacrifices because that was the priest's job was to kind of be the mediator and making sure that they always burn. I mean, there was other responsibilities, but those who kind of burned, you know, uh, animals on the altar was really for the sake of in behalf of you know, covering of sins and peace offerings and different types of offerings that were between them and the Lord. Now, now, you know, the atonement and forgiveness of sins happened on the altar. It's a fire that always has to be burning. And the type of fire that burns is, is not supposed to go out. So I already said that. Uh, this is a passionate burn, right? So this fire is a passionate burn. This is a burn like in a in New Testament perspective. Like this is a fire that is a part of a passion, a passion that continues to burn. You know, sometimes you feel like you're on fire for God and you feel like you're doing those away. Well, because we have to keep the fire going and that's called relationship keep the fire going and so now we have how how do we keep the fire going and burning and how do we how do we keep the flame from going out now keep in mind that this flame is a fire right but this flame this fire is not the one that gives you direction so there's two different types of fire like i said you have the lamp and then you have the altar which is a, a different level of prayer a different level of 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 you know coming before the lord now you have now you have, um, um, you know, this is about meditation, meditating on the word and prayer, which gives us direction. So I want to go into this another level. What is this fire? What is this flame? What is this altered perspective? And so I'm going to go into Ephesians 5, 1 to 2. Um, this would be a New King James Version. It says, therefore, be, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. 
an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet aroma, a sweet smelling aroma. If you notice here in this particular chapter, this is New Testament. He's basically talking about that 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 be imitators of God as dear children, walk in love as Christ also loved us, and give himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. So this is focused on giving up of yourself, a sacrifice that is an aroma to the Lord. So you giving of yourself, not just you studying the word and finding direction and getting knowledge and and understanding of God's word, which gives you direction and lights your path and shows you the way. But there's another fire which requires there to be a sacrifice of self. Right. So what does giving what does giving up your life look like? You know, a foundational concept of giving up is actually salvation. So when you give your life to Christ, that's the first thing that we give up is we say we give our lives to you and we we, we accept that we were we are sinners and that we know that you have died and rose again. And I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I and I want to walk in salvation. I want to walk uh, in, in this place of re- redemption. So. So now that's the that's the first thing. But now Romans 12, 1 to 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, your reasonable service. I'll say it again, your reasonable service to be <laughs> to be to present your bodies as a holy, acceptable. Uh, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is in a reasonable service. And do not be conformed. And that's interesting because this particular area where it says, do not give your bodies. I mean, uh, um, I beseech you, therefore, uh, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, right? Holy, acceptable to God is a reasonable service. And then in this, in this, this is where he says, it gives you a description of how this works. It says, and do not be conformed to this world. In other places, I like how it says, do not be conformed uh, to the patterns or the customs of this world, right? Or traditions of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So there's a combination here. So one, this living sacrifice is really you putting like, you know, sacrifice is a self-sacrifice. You actually giving your life unto the Lord, a different level of sacrifice, giving your body up, you know, as Christ did as a sacrifice. That means your will, your plans, your purposes of your own idea, because here it says to be, to be, that means that to no longer be conformed to this world. So that means that whatever idea, thoughts and perceptions that you've learned, you have to measure it up according to the word of God to making sure that what you believe and what you perceive is lined up to the kingdom because it may not be kingdom principles and kingdom perspective. And you're trying to live a world and you're trying to live in this world uh, by using world systems rather than using the kingdom system, which is being transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that is good and acceptable and perfect uh, will of God. And you can only know that through his word and a Adopting his word as, again, adopting his perspective as to becoming your perspective rather than, you know, the perspectives that we have learned. Now, I'm just going to say this, that there is nothing wrong with knowledge. There's nothing wrong with knowing things, but not all knowledge and not, not all truth gives you life. 
Okay, so some things on earth is good. There's nothing wrong with that has knowledge has, you know, it's true, but it doesn't give you life and life comes from the spirit of God and walking in kingdom ways. So there's a difference in certain things. So I'm not saying that don't, you know, use your tools that you learned to kind of be a good steward or to be doing your job or something like that. But there are principles and concepts that are actually kingdom. And so you have to also remember that you have to perceive from kingdom perspective. But again, skills and strategies are skills and strategies that kind of are functional here on earth, but they're not necessarily bad. It's not evil. It's just, just knowledge and, and good tools. And they, they carry levels of truth to it that is not, not bad for you to carry. Now, that's just something I want to share before, you know, I don't want people to think like you got to let go of totally everything in a sense, but you want to measure everything according to the word of God. You take every thought captive and, and submit it under the authority of Christ so that you can measure everything that the Lord that, that you experience in life according to the word. So you can kind of filter life through the lens of God, through the lens of the kingdom of God, not through the lens of your training and your development or your your, your education, because um, sometimes or your life experience, because sometimes those things don't actually coincide with God's kingdom. So now I said all that to say, um, um, giving 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 up of yourself and allowing yourself to be changed and transformed through renewing of your mind, changing changing behaviors, changing customs, which is a sacrifice. So when you decide to change your ways, allow yourself to be changed by the reading of the word and knowing how God and understanding of the word. Now that's a sacrifice. The sacrifice is this. You give up of yourself of that area and then you adopt what God's perspective is on the matter, which gives you kingdom perspective, which causes you to perceive life in a different way. This is considered sanctification. So sanctification is this is where I like to tell people sanctification is the process in which you become less worldly and become more godly. You become Christ-like. You carry, you end up having the character, the fruit of the spirit. You end up carrying like in your relationship with God, he may ask and require you to do different things that other people are not doing because his relationship with you. Um, and also ultimately there are things in the word that everybody has to do that keeps us in that place of purity and to being, or to walking a life of being holy and, 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 and true uh, to the way of God, right? So now, what is the fire that is on the woods? We talked about the altar. We talked about the fire. We talked about the wood that goes on the fire. And what do we need on the altar to burn, right? So we kind of shared some of that. It is ourselves. We we put ourselves on the altar so that we, it burns, right? We, we become a fragrant. Our lives become a good fragrant unto the Lord. Like it says right here, um, Ephesians 5, 1 to 2, it says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love, walk in love, walk in love, walk in love, as Christ also has loved us, okay? But you can't walk in that love unless you know the kingdom love, understand kingdom perspective, because it's his love, and we begin to uh, express his love, not our understanding of love or our perspective of love. Um, so, so he says, also has love, uh, love us and give himself for us. So in doing this and giving, him, giving himself for us, it became an offering and a sacrifice to God for a smell, a sweet smelling aroma. So we become an incense to the Lord. Our lives, our burn, what we sacrifice and give to the Lord becomes a fragrant to the Lord, a sweet aroma to the king. Don't you want to be a sweet aroma? Fragrant. I mean, we put cologne and girl, ladies 
put perfumes on. We want to be a good fragrant. You know, it's a better fragrant giving up of ourselves and beginning to be a good aroma to the Lord, a good aroma to the King. So I just encourage you to begin to allow yourself to ask the Lord, what is it that you, that he wants you to do to become this another level of prayer and sacrifice, but you become an aroma, right? You become an aroma to the Lord, which deepens your relationship with the Lord. And you become, you become Christ-like. You begin to sacrifice yourself so that you could begin to start behaving and acting and, and, and thinking and perceiving according to the kingdom's perspective, which in turn causes you to now be in alignment with what God's desires are. So when you pray, when you pray, you end up praying God's will into existence, but you also pray God's desires for your life, which then begins to, to, to begin to, um, to, to be, uh, I just want to use the word manifest. I know a lot of people are using manifest for the, for the wrong reasons, but the reality is that when we begin to be in God's kingdom and we get, begin to understand his ways, we automatically begin to start praying his will for our lives because we desire his will to be our will. And then we come in alignment with God and what we pray for comes to pass, right? What we pray for in his will comes to pass. So then that kind of increases our prayer life, right? So I encourage you to jump into that. Now, Exodus, Exodus 24, 16 to 18. Now the glory of the Lord rests on Mount Zion and the cloud covered it six days. It covered it for six days. A cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud and the, the sight of the glory, the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire. I'm going to say that again. The sight of of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. So the glory of the Lord is also fire. The, the glory of the Lord is fire. So when you could be in the presence of God, it, the, the presence of God itself, like when you be in a place and which comes through prayer and worship, prayer and worship, like we're going to be doing this Friday. We're going to be doing that this Friday, tomorrow at 7 p.m. at 950 Wise Street. So come, let's pray. Let's be in the glory of God, which you will be in the fire of God, the presence of God, which does mighty and wonderful things. So Moses placed himself on the altar by entering into the mountain where the glory where the glory fire was in which the place which he placed himself on the altar which makes him the wood so we become the wood so we are we 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 step we put ourselves on the altar as wood to be consumed by the glory fire of God so that God can come and consume us, right? Consume us. But there's such beauty in this consuming, right? So then he sacrificed himself through fasting and prayer for 40 days and 40 nights, spending time in the glory and the presence of God where it was, where, it, where he was both burned and refined. Remember, fire refines. So God wants to have you put your life on the altar, not just so that you can be a good smelling aroma, but in return, he also consumes you with his presence and his fire so that he can refine you. He can refine you into his image, refine your life and take out what, you know, like when, when you put metal in, in fire, when it burns and becomes hot, all the impurities get burned off. So he wants to, he wants to call, the reason why he's doing this is because he wants to 
cause the impurities that are in your life to be burnt out, but it requires you to put yourself on the altar, put your own thoughts, your perspective, your ideas, your customs, your belief systems, and 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 put it before the Lord and submit it under the authority of God and put it on the altar so that he can consume you with his glory and his presence and that you can be on fire and that you can be burned by God so that you could be refined into becoming more and more and uh, in, in becoming more and more Christ-like. Wouldn't you want that? I mean, who, who wouldn't want that, right? Wouldn't you want that? Tell me, I mean, would you want that? I mean, you could say yes. You could respond to that and say, yes, I would want that, right? I would want I would want to burn. I would want to burn. So I would encourage you to, 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 to begin to ask the Lord, what is it that he wants you to offer? Other than spending time with the Lord, reading of the word, which gives us, as it says, it gives us, we read, his, we read, uh, uh, um, um, precepts. We read the precepts for understanding. So we gain understanding from reading of the word. So we ask the Holy Spirit, help us understand your word. And we, we, we read the word. We gain understanding, right? We gain understanding. But as we pray, we're developing a relationship. We're communicating. So in communication and reading of his word, which is another form of communication, we begin to be refined in our lives to give us direction. Again, it gives us the oil. It gives us the, the we begin to be on fire, which lights up the path. It gives us direction. He becomes, we begin to understand his way, his way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He begins to light the way. So he gives us direction. But then this other fire is that when we give our own perceptions, belief systems, and thoughts, so you're not just adding to your understanding, all you're, what you're really doing is you're replacing and uh, you're replacing the ways of the world, give it, giving it and putting it on the altar, putting it on the altar. And then you're allowing him to burn it up so that he can burn out and, and take out all the impurities, even like just say thoughts. Uh, what you believe in, you know, fatherhood or motherhood or brothers and sister, what you think about, you know, love or or what you think about, you know, uh, um, being vulnerable. What is strength? You know, all these different ideas and perceptions that we have that we learn from the world. What is God's perspective on that? And how does he want to refine you in those areas? So I will encourage you to begin to ask the Lord, how can you seek his face and pray so that he may heal you and heal the land around you? Right. So that's the purpose of seeking his face, praying and seeking his face and reading his word does all these things. Now, in Philippians 4, 15, 19, and I'm almost done, you guys. But in Philippians 4, 15 to 19, it says, now you uh, Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only for even the Thess uh, the the Thessalonica uh, you sent aid once and again for my necessities not that i seek the gift but i seek the fruit that abounds to your account indeed i have all and abound right i am full having received from uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name. Uh, Epaphroditus and things sent from you a sweet aroma. So basically, their what they were sacrificing to give to him was a sweet aroma. It says acceptable sacrifice, well pleasing to God. So it was within their giving. So let me go back to the finish that finish that statement. Well pleasing to God, and my God shall supply all your needs 
according to his riches and the glory by Christ Jesus. So there is a sacrifice that was done here and the sacrifice was giving. Well, there was a place of giving. There was a giving that was, you know, we talk about tithes and offering, but in your giving is a sacrifice a sweet aroma unto the Lord. Now, this was they were giving to him because they were supporting him to begin to do the work of the ministry. So always remember your giving to the ministry and your tithing to the ministry is not just just tithing and, and also being a place of obedience of the 10 percent. But it's also that one, it becomes a pleasing aroma in behalf of you. Your sacrifice unto the Lord begins a pleasing aroma unto the Lord, which blesses you as well. So it's seen as a sacrifice. You are you are burning. You are putting yourself on the altar and burning by your giving, by your giving. Okay. So just know that when you give to a ministry, when you give, and you can, you know, and this is not a message of giving, but you can if you like to. You know, I would encourage that. You know, you can always give hashtag Blue Fire Ministries hashtag. I mean, uh, uh, cash uh, cash at Blue Fire Ministries or bluefireministries.com slash give. You could do that. But what I want to encourage is that you're giving. Your giving is not in vain. Your giving is not for me. Your giving is so that one, it can increase the work of the ministry, which advances the kingdom of heaven, right? The kingdom work of God, because he couldn't move around and do all the things without the giving. He couldn't be, he needed the support to do what God has called him to do. But in, but in reality, even though that was the truth, Physically, he was able to do things with money. It became a sweet aroma unto God, like that he was well pleased by their giving and supporting the kingdom work. So if you are a giver, I encourage you to give. If you've been feeling to give, I will encourage you to give because what it does is it's a sacrifice that gives a sweet aroma. So we're going to talk about a couple aromas that you can begin to step into as ways that you can begin to burn on the altar. You can sacrifice so you could become a flame, become refined in your walk with God, but also become a sweet aroma, which develops and strengthens your relationship. So prayer and bringing yourself before the Lord, humbling yourself and bringing it before the Lord so that he can begin to heal you, restore you and, and heal your land and heal our land. Because ultimately this is corporate and individual. Okay. But I want to expand you to begin to not just think individually, to expand you to think also corporately. How does your giving, how does your giving unto the Lord, not whether it is through finances or through prayer or through, you know, changing, allowing yourself to, to give your thoughts and your perception and your ideas and your imagination and give it to the Lord so that he can refine it into his, into his likeness. Right. So this is all sweet aroma unto the Lord. First Corinthians 3, 11 to 15, for no other foundation can anyone lay that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, straw, each one's work, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be uh, revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone, if anyone's work, which he has built on it endures, he will receive reward. If anyone's work is burned, right? Burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet. So as through 
fire. So often what we build in life, what we're developing in life, we, we go through trials and struggles and tribulations and stuff like that. But oftentimes what we build it on was always going to be tested with God's fire. So that's another thing, his glory. Now, again, that's like putting our perceptions and our thoughts and our ideas and if we try to measure it, measure it based on the world system or world, what we built it on, whatever that may be, if it's not, if it's not built on the foundation of Christ, not built on the word of God, not built on his ways, the Lord will allow it to burn because it really for your safety, for it to burn and let it let it burn out, let the impurities come out. And that's where people struggle because they realize, oh, I built this and now things are not working. Well, it's not working because you're building it not on the right stuff. And and if you, if you're building it right, the when you when you offer yourself before the Lord and you're consumed with this fire, there's not much more impurities that need to be taken out because he's 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 refined that area. Now we're always going through refining. We're always going to sacrifice. We're always, but what it does is we're not having to relive the same place of constantly putting this thing down, and then therefore. God has to burn it again because you continue to try to build something that's not from kingdom perspective, is not from from the ways of God, not from his word, not from his life. So every time you put it on the altar, you're constantly burning up and you're constantly being refined, but you you feel lost because you feel like you have to start all over again because you what you what you let go of, you now have again. And that's just because again, you're still building on something that's not on the foundation of his word, it's not on the precepts, so you gain understanding. And that therefore you're able to have the the ways you understand his ways and walk in it. So that's that's so just understand that his glory and his presence, his fire will challenge you to make decisions on whether you're going to, you know, like it's going to challenge you because his fire, his glory, his presence will challenge the areas that are impure. And when they come off because you're with him, it causes you to now have to rebuild. So allow yourself to build according to his way. So you don't have to always rebuild, but I encourage you again, throw yourself on the altar because there's no better way of growing and building by constantly doing it. If you still have to do it until you get it, keep on doing it until you get it. All right. So first King, I believe this is the last one. Last couple of ones. So Elijah went to, to uh, uh, this is first Kings 19, 19 through 20. So Elijah went and found Elisha, son of uh, Shaphat, uh, plowing a field. Check this out. I love this. There were 12 teams of ox in the field and Elisha uh, was plowing with the 12th team. Elisha, Eli, Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak. He threw his cloak um, across his shoulders and then walked away. Elisha left the ox standing there, ran after Elijah and said to him, first, let me go and kiss my father and my mother goodbye. And then I will go with you. Elijah replied, go on back, but think about what I have done to you. Think about what I've done to you with the cloak being thrown over him. So Elisha returned to his ox and slaughtered them. He slaughtered his ox and he used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat on the, the, the townspeople and they all ate. Then he went with Elisha as his assistants. So let's go. <laughs> letting go of everything you know. So here is where he decides that to, to move forward in what God wanted him to do, he basically threw his mantle over him. The calling of God became, came upon his life, which then he had, he sacrificed, you know, uh, 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 ox were like basically his finances, right? This has to deal with, you know, plowing with, with, you know, uh, 
feeding and, 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 you know, his work, you know, his life's work. He sacrificed his life's work. He sacrificed the thing of, of safety in order to move on. Like he, after he killed them all and, and burned his, his plows, like he, that's, that's all of, that's everything of him. So he sacrificed everything. He burned everything. He used the wood and he sacrificed his finances. He sacrificed his livelihood so that he can walk in the anointing. He can walk in the mantle and the calling of God that is upon his life. So even for others, you know, the Lord, the Lord will say to you, like he, he, he is requiring you to sacrifice. He is calling you, especially those called in the ministry, those who are, who know that they're called to do a work, they're called to do a work in the Lord. He's calling you to sacrifice, 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 to begin to put yourself in this place of, of sacrificing not only just your livelihood, giving it all up so that you can do the work of the ministry. Now do it in wisdom and wise counsel. And I'm not saying, you know, do it exactly like this because, you know, you, you want to be around, you be under the right leadership and get the right counsel. So you know what, whether you're making a wise decision, but my encouragement is that that's also a sacrifice. That's burning a sweet aroma uh, to the Lord. So Hebrews 15, uh, 13, 15 says, therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So lifting our praise is a sacrifice, guys. So when you praise and worship God and you worship the Lord, it is a sacrifice, a sweet aroma that is raised to God. So prayer and worship, praise and worship and prayer and is a sacrifice to the Lord. That's why when we pray and then we're like, oh, thank you, Lord. Or we're worshiping, we're listening to songs and worshiping God. It is a sacrifice to the Lord. So know this is another way you can sacrifice in praise and worship, praising God and giving him thanks and the fruit of our lips. And we're sharing what God has done in our lives and thanking him for all that he has done. First Timothy is last one. First Timothy one six. This is why I remind you to fan the flames, fan the flames, the spiritual gifts God gave you when I laid my hands on you. So there is a fanning of the flames also. So you have to kind of stir yourself up, begin to be in this place of exercising the practice, right? The spiritual, the, 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 the spiritual gifts, that's one, right? The gifts that God has given you, but also to begin to be in this place where you begin to uh, uh, sacrifice and give yourself, give your, um, uh, give everything unto the Lord and also giving your praise unto the Lord. Lord. And listen to this. It says in, in the Hebrews 13, 15, uh, a verse, it says, therefore by, let, uh, therefore, by him, let us continually offer, continually offer, continually offer. This is a continuation. Every single day, there's a continuation of sacrifice of praise to God. If, if there's something you can do every single day to bring offering unto the Lord, other than your prayer and reading of scripture and getting direction, is giving praise unto the Lord, which is a sweet aroma, which is a sacrifice that develops and strengthens your relationship with God. So guys, this is a time of prayer. This is what I wanted to come down to is that this is a time of prayer. So seeking the Lord's face, reading the word and being in the word and understanding the word brings you in a place of knowing the ways of God and lights your path. But there's another fire that God is wanting you to enter into. Be wood for the Lord. You stand upon the you. You put your life upon the altar of God. The prayer is to pray and praise the Lord. Right. Praise the Lord is an altar 
where you begin to raise up before the Lord. Prayer is an altar that we raise up before the Lord because it's a place of sacrifice that we become a sweet aroma to the Lord. So I want to encourage you, let's start praying, guys. Let's start praying. Berks County, I'm in Berks County, in Reading, Pennsylvania, but also Pennsylvania State, also the nations. Let's start praying. So my my, my showed you this. I, I, I taught this so that you can have an understanding on what your prayer life is, what you're seeking after the Lord does, and what you, when you sacrifice and how you sacrifice becomes a sweet aroma to the nostrils of God, our King and Almighty Lord. So I'm going to encourage you guys to begin to start praying. Let's, and here's the thing, as I said, as we come before, as we, you know, uh, his people come seek his face, we come seek him. We come seek him with prayer, communication. We come seek him with, with reading of his word. We come seeking him by humbling and, and, and putting ourselves on the altar. What does it say? He heals us. He heals us and refines us. And we accept, as we accept that refining and begin to live and, and fan the flames in which he has given us this new perception, this new idea, this new, we become a new creature, right? We become a new creature in God. We then begin to start walking out his ways, his plans, and his purposes. So I encourage you to do that so that you can begin to live a fruitful life, but also the sacrifice to be healed in your land, uh, in your land, your heart, your, your heart is land, right? Your heart is land. So he can heal your land in you, your heart, so that everything that is growing on it is fruitful. All the seeds that grow in it becomes a, a, a life and abundance, right? But also, that also means, he says, when we seek him and we humble ourselves and seek his face, he will heal us and our land. So there's also an external as much as there is an internal. So your life, your life should be an altar. You should live a life being an altar before the Lord, constantly burning, constantly praying, constantly seeking, constantly meditating on the word of God so that you can be a flame that will cause revival to come out in you first, but then come out onto the land that is around us. So I challenge you and I encourage you and I say, guys, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> children of God, pray, begin to pray and sacrifice that we may begin to see revival and it's happening in multiple places, but let's see revival in our land, in our heart, in our, in our community, in our cities, in our nation, in Jesus name. Okay. So I just want to encourage that. That was the message for today. I really felt the need to release that so that you guys can have a clear understanding a clear understanding biblically and why prayer is important and what it does for you, what it does for your for your for your family, what is it does in your relationship, do, do in your relationship with the Lord, and how it influences and 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 transforms your community. So there's there's a lot of things in here. So you can listen to this again. Again, if this has blessed you, I will encourage you to sow a seed, uh, sow a sacrifice unto the Lord, that it may be a pleasing aroma unto the King for your for your personal relationship with God. And that's what sowing also is. That's what tithing also is. But it also advances the kingdom of heaven so that we can begin to do the work of the ministry so that we can bless you, we can encourage you, we can build you up, and we can release the word of the Lord that is upon his heart to your heart so that you can receive uh, uh, um, the blessings that God wants to begin to release over you today. 
So, Lord, Father, I bless everyone today that is listening and hearing and hears this message. Even those who sow a seed today, may you begin, Father, to begin to show them uh, how you bless them and strengthen them and build them and how their relationship with you will increase. It will increase. And I just even pray that there will be an acceleration, oh God. I release I release uh, peace and tranquility. But, Father, I ask, oh Lord, that you release a, a, an acceleration. I just declare and decree in Jesus' mighty name, an acceleration as you give, an acceleration as you sacrifice, an acceleration as you praise the Lord, an acceleration as you seek his face and read his word, an acceleration of of, of clarity of the way he wants you to walk in, the way he wants you to move in, so you have clarification of what he wants you to do in life. And I just thank you, Lord Father, for everyone that is listening. I pray, O Lord, that you begin to cause the fire to burn and to begin to increase now, Lord, in their bellies. And I just release an impartation of the anointing that they may carry a flame, carry a flame, O God, for your holy presence and your holy glory. And Father, they may carry this flame. And Father, I ask that you, that you release encouraging perspectives, that you begin to encourage them, that they may begin to continue carrying the fire, continuing to sacrifice to keep the fire burning that is released over them today, release dreams and visions, release perspective, release direction, release focus and release provision in Jesus' mighty name over them today that they may know and know that you are speaking to them today in this moment, in this hour, in this place, that they will know that you, you, you have been releasing this word for their ears to hear that as they step into this word, as they step into this truth, as they step into this life, that it will begin to multiply in them and they will see, they will see an acceleration and it coming to pass in their lives this instance in Christ Jesus mighty name. And I thank you, Lord, for your love and your compassion because all that you do for us is so that we can be in deeper relationship with you. And it's really so that we can be blessed, really so that we can increase really so that we can understand life, that we can understand truth, that we can understand your ways, oh God, for you are great and holy and wonderful, that you will give us these directions, which seems like a lot of work, but it's in our benefit to be in deeper relationship and devotion, not only for our own lives, but to bring the kingdom of heaven onto earth, to bring the kingdom of heaven onto our land, to bring the kingdom of heaven to transform our cities and our regions and our state and our and this nation in Jesus. Jesus mighty name. So Father, release your presence, release your healing right now, Lord Father, even right now, release some healing on people's ears, backs, and bodies now, Father, around their ankles and their wrists. May they receive the healing of the Lord and may they begin to receive an impartation of peace and tranquility over their lives. And Father, begin to re-encourage them and give them a hunger for your word and show them how your word transforms their lives in Christ Jesus' name. All right. Love you guys. If this blessed you, uh, again, you can sow a seed at uh, um, at um, um, Cash App Blue Fire Ministry, and you can also go to bluefireministry.com slash give. I encourage you to give today, and I encourage you to come visit us tomorrow night at 7 p.m. for a, a, a blaze our ablaze gathering, which is our prayer and encounter night. Come encounter the glory of God. Come encounter the glory of God. Come expect miracles, signs, and wonders. Come expect the kingdom of God to show up for your life and transform you and touch your life. 
come expecting. And we're going to be excited to pray for our city, our region, our state, and our nation. So come expecting to pray. Come expecting the glory of God. Come expecting miracle signs and wonders. And know that there's going to be a word that will be released uh, tomorrow as well. Tomorrow, uh, tonight, be with me for dream interpretation, 8.30 p.m. I'm going live for dream interpretation. Share this with a friend, and I'll be on 8.30 p.m. tonight for dream interpretation. Love you guys. Be blessed. Be encouraged. Be on fire for God, and, and, and be a living sacrifice unto the King in Jesus' mighty name. See you guys. Love you guys. This is Prophet Carlos, and I want to thank you for joining Torchbearer podcast. I want to encourage you also to come join us on Facebook. We do a live dream interpretation every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I also want to encourage you to sow a seed as we're building and equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. And I just want to encourage you to go to bluefireministry.com slash give, or you can also sow a seed at our cash app, Blue Fire Ministries. Looking forward for you to being on fire for the Lord and being equipped in the work of the ministry.